Welcome to Rooting For You, a seasonal gardening podcast for non-experts. I'm Tess and I know nothing. And I'm Elise and I know some things. Each week we'll chat about one gardening topic and then discuss the effort reward payoff by asking, is the juice worth the squeeze? Just a heads up, there might be a bit of swearing in this episode. You've been warned. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about harvesting your tomatoes. This past summer was the first time that I have actually planted a tomato and I have five tomato plants. After a little hiccup at the beginning of not giving them enough space and a quick word from Elise telling me to spread them out so they've got room to to grow, I now have some tomatoes. Now we can have a full episode on caring for tomatoes, on how to water them, pest control, do I need to net them? But quite frankly, it's autumn time. And so now it's time to harvest. We're going to assume a little bit of experience here that you have and you have a tomato to harvest. But if you don't, that's fine. You can come back to this next year. So my question for you, Elise, is how do I know when it's time to harvest? So tomatoes will ripen from midsummer onwards, basically when the tomato starts actually changing colour. The smaller the tomato, the faster it will ripen. Now, we're not going to talk about this in detail from a planting perspective because you've already planted whatever tomato you chose to plant. But when you're looking at them on the, on the vine, I just want you to remember that the smallest ones are going to ripen first. There's nothing wrong with the bigger ones. They will get there. So you've picked the tomatoes you want. Um, well, you're picking the tomatoes as they ripen. What I want everyone to know here, and this sounds very entry level, but the amount of people I see get upset by this, the tomato plant will die. There is nothing I'm sure of come the end of autumn, start of winter, that tomato plant will die. You cannot keep it alive. There's nothing you can do. It's a bit sad because you spend all summer loving it and tending to it and caring for it, and, but it'll die. It's bloody heartbreaking. That's what it is. But what I, the reason I want people to know this is because I don't want you looking at your plant at the end of autumn being sad that it's dying because it's going to die. There's nothing you can do about it. It's an annual plant. It's never going to survive winter. So know that. Know you did a good job. Get the fruit off it. Accept reality that it's it's on its last legs at this point it's given all that it can give it has and look you know you look at something like a fruit tree it grows very slowly and then gives you fruit forever effectively a tomato will go hard but not for very long go hard or go home and then it dies so you're picking the fruit as it ripens and as we get into autumn and the weather gets cooler, the plant, it's not going to produce any more fruit, it's not going to produce any more flowers and it's going to start to look pretty under the weather. My advice here would be leave the fruit on the plant as long as possible. So while the fruit is still ripening, while none of the pests are getting to it, keep it on the plant. So if it looks nice, leave it there, okay? Let it ripen on the plant. The thing is though, come the end of autumn, the wet weather can get a bit problematic for tomatoes and you can start, it can actually start to kind of rot the tomatoes on the vine in the same way if you have tomatoes on your kitchen bench, you wet them and you leave them in water for a while, they're going to get a bit manky. So if the weather is particularly wet, I would recommend actually harvesting the tomatoes even if they're not ripe. So that means those green tomatoes that you've been looking at, waiting for them to go red, you can harvest them now. How do you tell if a tomato is getting a bit manky? Is it by 
by touch or by sight? Yeah, good question. By sight. If okay. it looks like they will literally sometimes the get mold on them. Firm and plump and beautiful. And lovely. Okay. Two things I would say to look out for any kind of mold, the same mold you would see on fruit mm-hmm. and veggies that you've left in the fridge, that's a dead giveaway. But actually, an earlier sign is if the tomatoes start to split. So I don't know if you've seen ever a tomato that kind of has like a hairline split down the middle, kind of like almost looks like a peach in that like yeah, yeah, I can, line I can split. Visualize it. That's often due to wet weather. Okay. So if your tomatoes start doing that, they're not going to keep very well. So while your tomatoes are firm and plump and still slightly green, leave them on. And if one tomato starts to look a bit manky or we mm. get the, the hairline split like a peach, yeah. is that the whole bush? Or is that that one stem of the bush? It's Yeah, it's that one stem, but if it's been caused by wet weather, the whole plant is going to be affected by the wet weather. So I would say that's a very key moment to think, now might be the time to crack on and get those tomatoes off. But I want to stress here, all is not lost. If you harvest the tomatoes when they're green, they will actually ripen inside. So you don't... You know, it's not the end of the discussion. They will happily, like vine ripened on the plant is the gold standard. But as far as like, will those tomatoes ripen to something deliciously edible? Absolutely. So if the wet weather's affecting them or the cold, bring them inside, ripen them on the kitchen bench. Simple as that. People say putting them near a banana helps them ripen faster. I've also heard a paper bag. Is that Mm, real or a myth? I think that's real, but if it's got a banana in it... (laughs) But I mean, so I don't we need want, a banana. We, well, we actually don't need a banana, I think. I never ripen mine with a banana. I just leave them on the bench and they all tend to get there. So okay. if you've got a banana, great. But I also don't want my tomatoes tasting like banana. So Good point. I don't know. I don't worry about the banana. The other thing you can do is you can actually pull the whole plant out by the stem, by the roots, with all the tomatoes still on it, and hang that upside down, either in the house or in a shed ah. or under a pagoda or something. Pagoda? Is that what it's called? A gazebo? Pagoda? A shelter of some shelter. kind? Shelter. I'm definitely still not saying it right. Some kind of shelter where the tomatoes aren't going to get wet is what we're looking for. Okay. So I'm literally talking this two-metre plant upside down, hanging with all its tomatoes. That's a really good way to ripen them and they'll stay nice and beautiful without being affected by things like mould and wet weather and splitting. I'm sure the splitting has a gardening term, but we don't care. So hang it upside down. And then as they ripen on your hanging upside downy situation, you can then just bring them inside and eat them. Okay, love that idea of hanging it upside down if you've got the space. Mm. If you don't and you're just chopping them off the stems, mm. where do you where do you chop them? Good question. You can just pull them off. That's fine. Oh, okay. So if, they don't need their little so hat, for want of a better word, mm. of the little... The, it's quite cute, isn't it? <laughs> the old hat. The old tomato turban. So you oh. don't need the tomato turban. You just pick it with your hands. You can just... Pull it off. Pull it off. Yeah. Leave the tomato turban on the plant. Leave the tomato turban on the plant. Got it. If you've got cherry tomatoes, it's sometimes easier to just secateur and cut the whole, like... Um, what do you call it? The run of tomatoes, the, the little group of tomatoes. That's easier with the secateur, but I certainly don't think that's essential. You can just pull it off, tomato turban left on. Got it. Yeah, but don't try and pull off a whole stem. I think then you're asking for trouble. Yeah. But also at this point, the plant's dying, so you're not going to, you know, it's kind of neither here nor there. You've 
pulled all the fruit off. It's inside her. It's hanging up. Then you've got this plant left. And as I said, it's, it's going to die. So we're going to pull it out. The whole thing, roots and all, whole thing out of the garden. Where you've got your tomatoes now, I want that patch bare once these tomatoes are done. Get it out. You then got this massive plant to dispose of. You're probably going to want to compost it. If you don't have a compost set up, we are going to talk about this because I am passionate about the old compost. Can't wait. But it's going to need its own episode. The thing, though, is a tomato plant has lots of long vines, as you've seen. If you whack the whole thing in the compost, just shove the whole plant in, it's actually not going to break down fast enough. You are going to need to like give those long to stems a, a little chop. bit. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of a prick to get in the compost, but nonetheless, we persist because it's a tomato and it's brilliant. And as you said at the beginning, it's... It's done its dash. It's done its dash. It's not going to survive through winter, so there's no point trying to keep it at this stage. Never. Never. Uh, you cannot make magic happen in that department. So should you end up with green ones that haven't ripened inside or you've got too many or I don't know what the situation is, because you will probably end up with quite a few green ones at the end that just didn't get the time to ripen, you can actually eat green tomatoes fresh so you can make a salad and include green tomatoes they don't have to ripen to eat them in the same way we all eat green capsicum and red capsicum a green capsicum Ah. is just an unripe red capsicum there you go yeah so whack those green tomatoes in whatever you're eating the other thing you can do is there's a lot of green tomato chutneys so these tomato these chutneys specifically need unripe tomatoes which you can never buy so if you're a gardener you've now got access to green tomato chutney and if you were dead keen on making some green tomato chutney, mm. can you just pull them off earlier in the season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah, and actually, I love green tomato chutney, so I would almost be inclined to do that. Although, I will say from past experience that uh, be patient here because you are going to get green tomatoes at the end of the season. I guarantee okay. it. Because with tomatoes, if they're an indeterminate variety, which I'm not going to go into the definition of, but 99% of you will be growing indeterminate varieties at this point, they will continue to make fruit until it's too cold. So say, so there's no end point to the tomato other than the weather. So there will be tomatoes at different stages of development on the plant. And that will mean there are some green ones. So you've got your green tomato chutney, ripe ones, you can make passata. So that's a common thing people will do. Have you ever made passata, Tess? I haven't, but I love it. And I put it on everything. Well, of course. Pasta sauce, pizza bases. There's been curry straight out soups. Of, straight out of the jar, if that was, you know, socially acceptable. <laughs> well, now you can make your own if you've got the glut of tomatoes. Now, sadly for you, I actually don't think that will be quite passata making material. Not this year. Not Next this year. year. Not this year. And look, tomatoes need a lot of heat. They need a long growing session to get a lot off them. If you're not giving them that, you might not have the yields here. But I mean, if you've got enough fresh for a salad, for me, that's a whim. And look, apparently it's been a not great season this year. Maybe that was the guy in the nursery being nice to me, saying it's an El Nino year. I don't know, but whatever. (laughs) No, it was a crap year. It was a crap year. Uh, The one thing that I think is quite fun to do with your ripe tomatoes at the end of autumn is making kasundi, which is like an Indian chutney. What's a kasundi? It's an Indian chutney sauce, condiment. You put it on curries? Put it on curries. It's very spicy. Put it on curries. I had it on my eggs for breakfast this morning. Yum. You might even put it with like anything grilled. Uh, you can add it to like soups to add big flavor. So say you've got like a really simple pumpkin soup with pumpkin and coconut milk, add some kasundi and you've just like given it a flavor boost. So it's a, 
a spicy tomato sauce. It's a spicy tomato sauce, yes, with a lot of like mustard seeds and things ah. like that. So it's 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 tomato sauce ramped up with flavour and spice. The other thing it needs a lot of other than ripe tomatoes is chilies. And not today's episode, but right now will be when all your chilies are ripening too. So often you'll have your glut of tomatoes and your glut of chilies at the, at the same, same time. time. Mm. Make a batch of kasundi. And like so many preserves, it'll last in the fridge all year. So it'll last you till next autumn until you make your next batch. To make a, a jar of kasundi, how many, how, like what portion of tomatoes do I mm. need? Do I need a lot? I would say you a kilo and a half. Okay. And maybe 10 chilies. Okie dokie. So next year for me. Next year for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, I mean, Tess didn't get them in early enough would be my first thought, which again, we're going to discuss. If on it's honesty planting. hour. No, if, I didn't. If it's honesty hour, it's not in early enough. And look, it has been a crap season. And that's the thing, right? We don't have control over the seasons. One year you'll get an amazing tomato batch like I did two years ago. I wrote home about it, posted all about it. It was brilliant. Haven't had. Made some kasundi. Made some kasundi, made some fasada thought I was God and then every year since then um, it just hasn't been as good so you have to appreciate that you're not in control of nature and sometimes be better sometimes it'll be worse it's not personal (laughs) it's not personal (laughs) it's not about you so the big question is the juice worth the squeeze this is where we look at the effort reward ratio of today's topic the categories are superstar high effort high reward Completing this will make you feel like an absolute rock star. Best on ground, low effort, high reward. Quick wins and fill-ins, low effort, low reward. And finally, the wooden spoon, high effort, but not much reward. What do you reckon, Elise, on harvesting your tomatoes? (laughs) Look, if there's ever a best on ground, it's got to be harvesting your tomatoes. This is such little effort for such a high reward. If you've, you know, started growing your own tomatoes and you've tasted how amazing they are fresh from the vine, you are not going back to supermarket varieties. It really is life-changing stuff. And all I'm asking is you go pull them off their turbans. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't agree more. It does seem like... Um chopping them the, the plants up once you have the tomatoes off is a little bit more work but it, i mean if that's the only way to compost them then that sounds like it's a it's a must do yeah i would say that's the only part of this whole process that isn't just an absolute joy for me i don't love cutting up tomatoes but i mean you know we're talking 10 minutes here it's no big yeah thing. it's not not a huge task task they're not a, a spicy plant tomato plants smell quite nice so maybe it's not the worst task in the world <laughs> and you know the other exciting thing about getting something out of the garden means you've got more space to get something in the garden so there's always a silver lining that's that's an excellent point and i wish i had have asked this before the wrap up but if you're if you're dead keen to get something in, what are your thoughts on pulling tomatoes out early? Go for it. I mean, here's the thing. It's your garden. If you want something else, get something else in there. Like you're just going to have less tomatoes. But if you've had a great tomato And they'll still ripen on the yes, bench. exactly. Get them on the bench or get them hanging up upside down. They're still going to ripen. Okay. And sometimes your plants, you know, they get powdery mildew. They get all manner of things towards the end of the season. Sometimes it makes sense to get them out early. Without going into details, basically, if they start looking pretty crappy, get them it's out. It's time. <laughs> it's time. They've done their dash, as I said. Amazing. Well, let us know how you go with harvesting your tomatoes. And remember, we are rooting for you. 
If you're interested in saving seed, which is quite advanced, and Tess, I'm going to say maybe not for you this season. Next year. Next year. If you've got a tomato plant that is just going great guns and you think, I want this baby's DNA in my garden next year, you would actually pick a few nice tomatoes to save the seeds from. That's so interesting because I, of my five plants that I have, some are doing much better than others. Mm. So if you were at saving status, you would think, okay, which is the best? And there will always be ones that perform better and perform worse for a whole host of reasons, one of them being the DNA of the plant. So you would want to save those. So if you're keen to do it, Google how to do it. I'm not going to tell you now. It's a bit of work, but nonetheless... It's pretty cool because it really does make you completely self-sufficient. No nursery, no seed company, no nothing required. That's very cool. It is. But again, for the entry-level gardener, we're not interested. Shall I press on? Maybe we'll come back to that another time. We will. Rooting for You is hosted by Elise and Tess. You can find us on Instagram at rootingforyoupod or email rootingforyou at elisealexandra.com. 